I told a guy I love him. What I meant to say was, oh, I love that. But I got so caught up that I yelled out, oh, I love you. And then all of a sudden he got this look on his face like Indiana Jones running from the big ball. Well, uh, Roz, do you love him? No, but I said it, so he should have said it back. It's just polite. There is no more emotionally charged phrase in the language than I love you. Some people are just incapable of saying it. It makes them too vulnerable. And I can remember times when someone said, I love you, and I'm on automatic pilot, and I said it back. And I just felt like I betrayed myself. It robs me of the meaning of those three words, I love you. And so you want to learn how not to have those knee-jerk reactions. If somebody said, oh, you look absolutely stunning, and you look at them and say, oh, you do too, when they know it's not the truth, and you know it's not the truth. They may be in dumpy clothes. You're just not able to properly accept accept a compliment that maybe you've earned. That's hard for many of us. And how do you do that? That's one of the many things we can talk about. How do you give praise and how do you accept it? How do you say loving things to people only when you really mean it? And how do you resist that polite temptation to respond in kind maybe to an alcoholic uncle or something and he says you're the greatest thing ever and you look at him and you say you are too and you're not feeling that way you don't want to do that you want to coach yourself in advance so that you can stay true to yourself and still be cordial still be nice without saying words that you don't mean because then it makes your words empty. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions on any problems you're having in your life with your parents, with your in-laws, with friends, at school. Pick up the phone and give me a call. Toll free one eight seven seven doctor kenner D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. You can visit my website also drkenner.com to hear podcasts and articles I've written and look at books I recommend. And even though it's not therapy, Hopefully I can give you a few tips that can help you think about something with a little more clarity. And right now I want to welcome, is it Sani to the phone? Yeah. Hi. I guess you have a custody situation and you're the child, am I right? I'm not, but... I'm the daughter of my mom who has custody over my niece and nephew. Oh, you're, okay, so let me slow this down. Your mom has custody. <laughs> How old is your niece and nephew? My niece is 11 and my nephew is 14. Okay, and your mom's got custody, and go ahead. Yes. And while she has this custody, since they're babies, really, and when my brother, he needs to learn how to grow up and kind of get responsibility. He's so how old? Mom, These are his kids? Yes. And he's how old? He's 37 now. Okay, and you're how old? I'm 22. Okay. So your brother had two kids. They're now 14 and 11. And mom has custody. Your brother lost custody. How did he mess up? Just in a nutshell, what's one of the two things he did to mess up? Well, not really. He messed up. It was just he was married at the time. They divorced. And he didn't want to fight for custody due to just being conscious about the ex-feelings. Yeah. He didn't want to feel like he was taking the kids away from her. So my mom felt like she needed to do something. So she ended up fighting for custody so that the kids can stay in the family. Okay, so mom's got custody yeah. of, of your niece, your 11-year-old niece and your 14-year-old nephew. And what's going on with mom that made you want to call up? Well, 
It's just a predicament that recently my niece got in trouble in school. She got suspended, which ended up having where the cops had to take her to the police station. And the cops called my mom, yeah. not my brother. I mean, he's been taking care of the kids, not my mom. Oh, so he's doing that out of the court said mom has the custody. But she's been allowing she's been allowing your brother to take care of the kids against the court advice, right? That's right. Okay. So the cops called your mother who's the she's the custodian. I mean she's taking care of them, right? And what happened? And so they find out, well, you're the legal guardian, so she right. has to, she's going to be taken to court the end of this month sometime. But my brother right now has been giving her go trip because my mom said, no more, the kids are staying in my house. You kind of ruined you know, the privilege of having the kids, you know. Okay, so your niece got into trouble when she was living with your brother, and so your mother took them back after the cops called her? Yes. And so mom is now feeling torn because on one hand it's her son, her 37-year-old son with the two kids, and she would like him to be able to have some time with them, I'm assuming, and to grow back into the role of a responsible parent. And on the other hand, she legally has to take care of those kids. And the kids are messing up under your brother's care. Is that, do I have the picture right? That's, that's about right, yeah. And he's got a girlfriend right now, and so my mom's feeling like that's where the bad influence is coming from. Okay, so... He's in an on and off relationship right okay, now. Okay, so you would like me to help you talk with your mother then, or how to help her from feeling guilty? Is that the question? Yeah, that would be. And, like, recently, I think it was last night, he came over, like, she's been keeping the kids, but she lets them see the kids, and she lets the kids go with my brother only for a few hours, but they need to come back home at night. He didn't return the kids till 11 at night. Okay, so and he's pushing. Is this an agreement not made with the courts? This is an agreement between your mother and your brother, correct? Yeah. So your mother's really going against court orders by doing this? She couldn't. She kind of is, yeah, yeah, she is. So because, she's putting and, herself at high risk then in terms, and, yeah. Yeah, we keep telling her that, but she's feeling guilty. And, and then we don't know how to, we're not going to really listen to me. Yeah, let me jump in, uh, Sandy. When you're trying, if, you're, if you look at a situation and you're not, the, you're not the main person involved here, and it's so frustrating to sit on the sidelines. It's like watching a football game or your favorite game, and it's like, go for it, go for it, and they don't do it. They don't right, make the right moves, or they feel guilty when you think they shouldn't feel guilty. You can be supportive of your mother, and you can say, you know, you're between a rock and a hard place because it is your son. Parents can feel often feel guilty. You know, if only I had been a better mother, or if only I had done X, Y, Z, my son would have turned out better. And so that she's both trying to take care of the, the your brother's kids and she's upset with him and he's making bad choices and it's having a bad influence on your niece or the 11 year old and so your mom's feeling guilty I would recommend that she get some support for herself to see a psychologist so she can figure out how to think more clearly so that she doesn't take on unearned guilt and so those choices become a little clearer to her and how wonderful that she has a loving daughter like you Sani.
Yeah. So you want to take care of yourself. You want to recognize that there are some things that are outside of your control. This is an important value. It's your family. It's their sanity. And it's always wonderful to see family members making good choices. You're in an unlucky situation because your brother's not making good choices, his girlfriend, what he's doing with his kids. Your mother's making choices that are really iffy. You know, she's taking risks legally. You can stay connected with your brother's children and you can enjoy being an aunt to them if you feel close to them. You can be a loving aunt and that can be a wonderful influence in their lives. But you want to keep in mind that you have your own life and to wrap your mind around their stressful situations that are mostly outside your control is unfair to you. Your brother, his girlfriend, his choice in girlfriend, your mother's decision to get legal custody of the children, her choices to let the kids stay with your brother, your niece's poor behavior in school. You can offer your advice, but ultimately they are going to make their own decisions, good or bad. So liberate yourself a bit and focus on your own boyfriend, your own life, and what you enjoy in life. You know, you can watch what they're doing, but you can't wrap your mind around it. Your mother needs a psychologist, and you don't want to be her psychologist. That's not fair to you. Thank you. Are you looking for a good book? Do you have questions about romance? Your reading should include The Selfish Path to Romance, How to Love with Passion and Reason by Edwin Locke and Dr. Ellen Kenner. You can get this book by going to our website. It's drkenner.com, drkenner.com. Perfect book for anyone making changes in a relationship or exploring a dating service. It's The Selfish Path to Romance by Dr. Ellen Kenner. Learn how to avoid making bad romantic choices. Simple changes can improve your relationship and quality of life. Learn how romance in a relationship is healthy and how to achieve it. Dr. Kenner will explain why your needs should be met. You deserve and should yearn for a loving, romantic relationship. You're looking for a great book? Log on, drkenner.com. You can read the first chapter for free. Stop settling. Start enjoying your life of romance and passion. The Selfish Path to Romance from Dr. Ellen Kenner. Log on at drkenner.com.